Hello, welcome to our women's meeting. And thank you. I apologize. I didn't get it started right away. I was enjoying too much of the prayer, getting ready for it. But let's go ahead and open with prayer. My heavenly father, my heavenly father, I thank you. My heavenly father, I thank you. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Open our ears that we can hear. Father, turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And my heavenly Father, grant us, grant us a spirit of grace on this meeting. A spirit of grace on this meeting. What we don't deserve what we didn't ask for, but you do anyway. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your grace. For your grace. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. We have been talking about how Jesus did it. We've been talking about how Jesus walked. And if Jesus, let's go to, let's begin. Let's go to John, 1 John 2, 6. And it's verse six, it says, he that saith, he abideth in him, ought to walk himself also, uh, also so to walk even as he walked. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. He that saith, if you say that you walk, you abide in Jesus, then you need to walk like Jesus walked. That's what that verse says. If you say, that you are abiding in Jesus. You need to walk like he walked. And we have been learning these last weeks about how Jesus walked. And we're going to look today at an interesting aspect in Jesus' life that you may not have considered. How Jesus walked. Jesus walked by preaching the gospel. Did you know that? Have you ever even considered that? Jesus walked. Jesus walked by preaching the gospel. Let's go to our first verse. We are going to go to, um, let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to find out what the gospel is. Jesus preached the gospel, and we're going to see how he preached it, and we're going to see where he preached it, and we're going to see uh, how he did it, because you know what? We got to do it like he did. We have to do it like he did. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Because 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1, is the bona fide definition of the gospel. The bona fide definition. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you. So now we see, we are going to see here what the gospel is. And we're going to know that the same gospel, the same gospel that's here is what Jesus preached. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you. Paul preached it. This is the apostle Paul speaking, which also you have received and wherein you stand. But also you are saved. You are saved. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. That just wipes out once saved, always saved. That verse right there puts an end to it. By which, if you keep in memory, 
what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Do you know you can believe in vain? Now, verse three, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. I want you to look at that. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. Paul received it. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. So the bona fide definition of the gospel is simple. That Jesus died according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures, the Old Testament talked about Jesus. Every prophet from Moses on out talked about Jesus. It even talks about the, the gospel in Genesis. It was talked about since the very beginning. And Jesus preached it, that Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he rose again according to the scriptures. Now, I'm going to go and I want us to look at who did the preaching. Because Jesus said, if we abide in him, we ought to walk himself. We ought to walk just like he walked. Okay. Well, if we're going to walk like Jesus, who did the preaching when Jesus preached the gospel? Who did the preaching? We're going to take a look at that. And we're going to go to John 14, 10. So John 14, verse 10. This is Jesus speaking. We know that because it's in red letters. And Jesus said, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. Whoa! Whoa! Take a look at that again. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. The Father says, the words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. The Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Jesus didn't preach his own sermons. Jesus didn't speak his own words. Jesus spoke as the Holy Ghost gave him the words. Do you know what? That's how we're supposed to do it. If we say we abide in Jesus, then we got to do it like he did it. And he did not speak his own words. He only spoke what the Holy Ghost gave him. And you know what? That's how we need to do it. That is how we need to do it. We need to do it just like he did. And he spoke the gospel. He preached the gospel through the Spirit of God. And that's how we do it. Now, I want us to go to how that is done. So now we know that Jesus preached the gospel, what it was. He preached the death, burial, and resurrection. He, that Jesus died according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again according to the scriptures, the bona fide definition of the gospel. My whole life, they told me that the word of God, you couldn't understand it. But when I found baptized in the Holy Ghost, it was simple that it has to be given to you by the Spirit of God. The words of God are truth. And they have strength, they have power, they have life, and they are simple to understand through the Spirit. 
So the gospel is that Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. And we know that the Jesus didn't do the preaching. It was the Holy Ghost through him that spoke the words that preached the gospel. Now we're going to find out how it was preached. And I want you to go to 1 Thessalonians 1.5. This is a step-by-step. Step. I love it. 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 5. And this is Paul this is Paul speaking, and he's speaking by the Holy Ghost. He said, for our gospel, our gospel, we know what that is, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, came not unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. Do you see how that, how that gospel comes? It doesn't come in word only, but the gospel comes also in power, in word and in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, in much assurance. You know, I want to speak to some of you. Do you know that you can know that you know that you know that you were born again and you are a child of God? Did you know that? There are no ifs and maybes with the gospel. There are no I wonder ifs with the gospel. If you have that gospel in your heart, then you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if anything were to happen to you, you would be with Jesus in the next millisecond. Did you know that? That is the power of that gospel. And remember, the gospel doesn't come in word only. It comes in power and in the Holy Ghost, and much assurance. That's where your assurance is. That's where your steadfastness is. That's where your anchor is. That's where your foundation is. That's how you know that you know that you know you are going to be with Jesus. It is the gospel. It is in the gospel. And that is what Jesus preached. And he preached it by the Holy Ghost. And he preached it in power in word and in power and in the Holy Ghost and much assurance. That's why the people said, we've never heard anything like this. This man speaks with authority. Yes, he spoke the Father's word by the Holy Ghost. And so do we need to do the same. Now, let's take a look at Jesus preaching this gospel. He preached it from the very beginning. I want you to go with me to Mark 1 verse we are a lot of us are very familiar with verse 14 how many years i heard this ministered at water of life how many months dole would go up and talk about this how many months and 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 you know what it took all that time and then one day one day it started sinking in and i started hearing you don't always hear the first time around you don't always hear the fifth time around. You don't always hear the hundredth time around. You know, I was a school teacher and there was a study done. There are some children that need to hear it 200 times before it gets in their head. Well, guess what? It may take that much to get it in our hearts, but we do it. Now, verse 14, this is the beginning of Jesus's ministries. One of the first things he ever spoke, Mark 1:14. now after John was put in prison. Jesus 
came into Galilee. And what did he do? What was one of the first things Jesus did? He came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Preaching the gospel. One of the very first things Jesus did when he showed up was preach the gospel. I want to tell you this. I want you to consider this as we're reading this. I want you to consider this. Jesus came to earth and he healed multitudes of people. Multitudes. Open blind eyes. Open deaf ears. Uh, caused the lame to walk. Raised the dead. Healed the lepers. The lepers. But you know, if he hadn't have done anything else, that had done you and I no good. It would have done you and I no good. We weren't there. We need something 2,000 years later. And that's what Jesus started to preach. Where did the power come to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to heal the leper, to open blind eyes, to open the deaf ears? Where did that power come to cast out devils? Where did it come from? It came from the gospel. It came from the gospel. And it says the gospel came in power. That's why Jesus could do all the miracles. Now let's go back to this verse. It says, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And we know by 1 Corinthians, the kingdom of God is power. It is power. The kingdom of God is the power. But Jesus didn't preach the power. What did he preach? It says it in the next verse. And saying, these are the words of Jesus. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. What did he say? Repent you. Change the way you're thinking. That's all that repent means. Change the way you think. Change your will. Change what you're believing. And believe the gospel. And believe the gospel. He didn't preach power. He certainly didn't preach the Holy Ghost. He preached the gospel. He preached the gospel. Why? That's where the power is. It's in the gospel. Romans 1, 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is, it is the power. And that's what Jesus preached. And he preached it by the Holy Ghost. And that when he preached it, there was power that showed up. You know what? That's how we've got to do it. If we say we abide in Jesus, then we need to walk as he walked. And if we're going to walk like he walked, you and I are going to preach the gospel. Not just the preachers, not just the evangelists, not just the prophets, not just the apostles. We all are given the gospel. We all are ambassadors of Christ. We all preach that gospel. And you know the first person you're going to preach it to is yourself. Yourself. The first person that you're going to preach to is yourself. And once yourself gets it, then you can preach it to others. All right, Mark, we looked at Mark. Let's go to Luke 4. Let's go to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Whoops, skipped one there. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Jesus speaking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me 
because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Whoa, wait a minute. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. You know when he did this? You know when he did this? As soon as he came out of the wilderness. He went into his own city, Nazareth, asked for the scriptures, opened up to that page, and he said, that I, it, and what did he say? Let's go look at the words. I need to get this right. He said, and the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he was walking by the spirit. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Do you see what Jesus' job was? God anointed him to preach the gospel to the poor. And that poor isn't just poor in money. That poor is poor in spirit. Jesus preached the gospel. Let's go to John 3. I love this one. John chapter 3, verse 1. We are all familiar with it. Whoops, forgive me. John chapter 3, verse 1. There. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Now I want you to consider this. There was a man of the Pharisees, a ruler of the Jews. So he not only was in the strictest sect of their religion, of the, of the law, but he was also a ruler of the Jews. He was part of the Sanhedrin. So now you've got a conversation between the Messiah that God sent and one of the leading rulers of the Jews. We learn a whole lot in this chapter. And we learn a whole lot about Jesus. And we learn a whole lot about walking with him in this chapter. As he's speaking to a Pharisee. One that followed the law to the letter. I want you to consider that as we listen to this conversation. This Pharisee was a, a, a follower of the law. The Pharisees followed the law to the letter. And he was also a ruler of the Jews. And he's talking with Jesus. Now let's go back. It says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And the same came to Jesus by night. So nobody would see him. And he said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Do you see that? It says, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. This is a role of the Jews that said that. We know, not just him, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. So Nicodemus knew God had sent him. And, and he knew about the miracles. And it says we. So he wasn't the only one that realized that Jesus was come from the Father. Now, with that, let's go down to, um, let's go down to verse 13. Verse 13, verse, and this is Jesus speaking. Well, let's go to verse 12. He said, if I have told you earthly things, he's talking to a ruler of the Jews, a Pharisee. And you believe not. How shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And he had just told Nicodemus, you must be born again. He told a ruler of the Jews. He told a Pharisee that followed the law to the letter. You must be 
born again. Now, verse 13, and no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. And then Jesus tells him, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even must the son of man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You see what Jesus says here? He is telling Nicodemus, even so must the son of man be lifted up. Even so must the son of man be lifted up. He was telling him by what way he was going to die. He was preaching to him the gospel. He was preaching to him the gospel. Amen. Now let's go to uh, let's go to some others. We're going to see some, some other places where Jesus was preaching to all of them the gospel. Let's go to Matthew 16:21. This is going to be one of those instances where you're going to see it here. And then every time you read that word of God, it's going to pop up and you're going to see it. God is opening our eyes to how Jesus ministered on this earth and how we're to abide in him and walk like he walked. And Jesus preached the gospel often, often. All right, verse 21. This is, uh, this is Matthew 16. And from that time forth, Jesus began to show unto his disciples how he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And he didn't leave out that last part and be raised again the third day. Jesus preached right here what 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4 said. Jesus said he must be killed and be raised again the third day. And isn't it interesting that the next verse, Peter looked at and began to rebuke him and said, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. You're not going to die. We won't let you. But verse 23, Jesus turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. For thou art offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. He says right there what the gospel is. The gospel is of God. Jesus dying and being buried and raised again was not a happenstance. It was not a circumstance. It had been preached since before. It says in Revelations that Jesus was crucified before the earth even began. Jesus knew Adam was going to fall. The father knew Adam was going to fall when they created them, created him. And he also knew that Jesus was going to come and fix the situation. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark 8, 31. Mark 8, 31. And this is Jesus. It says, and he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes and be killed. And after three days to rise again. This is also where Peter rebuked him. Go with me to Luke 20. Whoops, forgive me. Luke 20. Verse 1. Now, let's see. 
I'm gonna, I want you to read this, look at this verse, because this proves what Jesus was doing. Verse 1, and it came to pass that on one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple, and did what? And preached the gospel. And preached the gospel. Jesus preached the gospel. And the closer he got to the cross, the more he preached it. There was no happenstance. By the time he reached the cross, the disciples had heard it over and over. And even the rulers heard it over and over. And I'll show you right there. Let's go to Matthew 27. I'll show you that all the rulers had heard the gospel. And I'm going to go to verse 62. This is after Jesus had died on the cross. But there is an interesting phrase in here that helps us. 62, and the next day... The following, the, that followed the day of the preparation. This is the day after Jesus died. The chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate saying, Sir, we remember what that deceiver said, that while he was yet alive, after three days, I will rise again. Do you see that? The Pharisees heard Jesus preach the gospel. Because they said, we remember that that deceiver said, while well, he was yet alive, after three days, I will rise again. The Pharisees knew, and they tried to stop it. They tried to stop it. They helped crucify him, and they tried to stop him from being raised from the dead. But you know what? You can't stop the power of God. You cannot stop the power of God. No man, no devil can stop the power of God. And why? Because just like Jesus preached, he went to the cross. Just like Jesus preached, he went to that cross. And he went willingly. He had heard from his youth that he was going to die on the cross. Read Psalm 88, just like Jesus read it when he was young. He knew he was the Messiah, and it says he was ready to die from his youth up. He knew where he was headed. And you know what? He knew he was headed there for you and I. He knew he was headed there for you and I. And even though he didn't want to go, he knew he had to for you and I. You know, it says, Jesus says in the Psalms, the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen on me. Jesus knew where he was headed. He knew his whole walk. He knew before he even started walking. The first thing he did was preach the gospel. The first thing he did was preach, I'm going to die. And when I die, I'm going to carry all your sin. And when I die, I'm going to carry every curse that that sin caused. And when I die, I'm going to carry every sickness and disease that sin caused. Do you see, he not only died for our sin, he not only carried our sin on his own body, but he carried every curse that caused that is caused by sin. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy tells us that if we sin, then the curses come. And there are a list, a huge list of curses that come when we don't obey God. And you know what? Jesus took them all. He took them all. When he took our sin, when he took our iniquity, 
he took all the curses with him. He took on all the curses. He took on the pain that sin brings. Did you know that sin brings pain? Did you know that sin brings sickness? Do you know that that's what, that's what Jesus took on the cross? And it also took on poverty. Do you know that sin brings poverty? Ask, look at the Old Testament. Read the Old Testament. When they were obeying God, they were full of blessings. There were blessings everywhere. They were blessed when they came in. They were blessed when they went out. Everything was blessed. Their houses were blessed. Their trees, their fruit, their animals were all blessed. But when they didn't obey God, and when they turned away from God, then the curses and the sicknesses and the, and the destruction came. Jesus fixed it on the cross. He fixed it. He preached it before he went to the cross. And then when he went to the cross, you saw, you watched everything he preached happen. Every bone out of joint marred more than any man. And he did it for you. And he did it for me. He took on your sickness so you wouldn't have it. He took on the sin that caused the sickness. Do you see that? He took on your poverty and he took on the sin that caused your poverty. His punishment paid the full price of your redemption. His punishment paid the full price so you could be blessed. He took on sickness, he took on pain, he took on curses, he took on poverty, he took on all the lack of security. He took it all on. He paid the full price for you, for you. He paid the full price for me. So how do we get it to manifest in our life? How do we get it to show up in our lives? We believe it. We hang on to it. And I love the word commit to it. When we commit to that gospel, when we look at what Jesus did for us and we look at nothing else, when we consider only what he did on the cross, when we consider that all our sins already have been paid for, when we consider that our sicknesses and diseases have already been paid for, when we consider that every curse that's in our lives, the curse of, the, of demons, the curse of possession has already been paid for fully on the cross. When we commit to that and don't look at anything else. Oh, yes, if you have to go to the doctor, you humble yourself and you go to the doctor. God will meet you at the doctor's office. You bring all the faith you can and God will meet you there. He is a merciful and a gracious and a long-suffering, thank God, a long-suffering God. He will meet you there, and he will work with you, and he will bring you out. Oh, I've seen it so often. I've seen it so many times. God walks us out into his kingdom, into the power, and he walks with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Even when he thinks he does, he doesn't. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you as long as you hang on to him, as long as you commit to him. He will walk you out. 
amen. That is what Jesus preached. And not only did he preach it, he demonstrated it. And not only did he demonstrate it, he was resurrected. He was resurrected. He was resurrected for you and he was resurrected for me. And when he was resurrected, that proved that my sins were forgiven. When he was resurrected, it proved your sins were forgiven. It proved you were justified. When he was resurrected, it proved the power of God to heal, to deliver, to make rich. Amen. Now I want to pray for us. If there are any that need prayer, if you will raise your hand on the webinar, then I will pray for you. I will pray for you right now. Father, I thank you for that power that raised Jesus from the dead. Father, I thank you for that power. Father, right now, right now, Father, right now, this woman here, I, Father, I break the power of oppression over her now in Jesus' name. Father, I break the power of oppression over her in Jesus' name. Amy, I'm praying for you. Father, I break the power of this oppression. You've got the faith. You're just oppressed. Father, I thank you. I break the power of this oppression over her in Jesus' name. I break the power of oppression over her in Jesus' name. I break the power of oppression. I break the power. I break your power. I break your power over her in Jesus' name. I break the power of oppression over her in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for delivering her now from this oppression. I give thanks, Father. I thank you. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the power of God on these women now. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you for that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead be on them now. Father, I thank you for that same power that raised Jesus from the dead be on them now. I thank you for that power. I thank you for that power. I thank you for that power on them now. I thank you for that power. I thank you, Father. I thank you. I thank you. Breaking every yoke now in Jesus' name. It is not by might. It is not by power. It is by my spirit, saith the Lord. I break these yokes in Jesus' name. I break these yokes by the spirit in Jesus' name. I break this yoke. I break this yoke. I break this yoke in Jesus' name. I break this yoke. That's what the blood was for. That's what the blood was for. I break this yoke in Jesus' name. I break this yoke. I break this yoke. Not by might, 
not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I break this yoke in Jesus' name. I break this yoke. I break this yoke. I break this yoke in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know what I want you to do? And this is the spirit of God in me. Just like Jesus preached the gospel, I want you to preach the gospel to yourself. I want you to preach the gospel to yourself. I want you to preach it until you shake. I want you to preach that gospel. You know why? Because I know the same spirit that's in me, the same spirit that's in Jesus, that was in Jesus, will be in you, and he will give you the words to preach to yourself. He will lead you how to overcome. It's the same spirit Jesus walked in. It's the same spirit I walked in. He will lead you, give you the words, and you watch, you'll deliver yourself. Amen? Amen. See you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, post office box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.